The winter of 1001 in northwestern Europe would have been recorded as the coldest and fiercest in 75 years, had anyone been keeping such records. In late December of that year, a storm tore out of the Arctic north with terrible speed, blasting all of Europe, but striking hardest at the two realms that faced each other across the narrow sea. In Normandy, it began with a sudden drop in temperature and a freezing rain that coated the limbs of the precious fruit trees in the Seine's fertile valley. A driving wind swept behind the rain, snapping brittle frozen branches and scattering the promise of next summer's harvest over wide, sleet-covered fields. For a full day and night, the storm raged, and when the worst of it was spent, a light snow fell upon the wasted landscape, as quietly as a benediction. Watching from within their abbey walls, the monks of Jumiège and of Saint-Rendrille contemplated the loss of their apple crop, bowed their heads, and prayed for acceptance of God's will. Peasant farmers, huddling together for warmth in frail wooden cottages, and fearing that the end of the world was come, prayed for deliverance. In the newly built ducal palace at Fécamp, where Duke Richard and his family had gathered to celebrate the season of Christ's Mass, the Duke's fifteen-year-old sister Emma quietly pulled heavy boots over her thick woolen leggings and prayed that she would not waken her sleeping sister to no avail. What are you doing? Mathilde's voice raw and resonating with elder sister disapproval, emerged from a thick nest of bedclothes. Emma continued to tug at a boot. I am going down to the stables, she said. She threw her sister a sidelong glance, trying to gauge her mood. Mathilde's thin brown hair was pulled into a tight braid that gave her face a drawn, pinched look and added to the severity of the frown that she cast upon her younger sister. You cannot go out in this storm, Mathilde protested. You will catch your death. She started to say more, but was racked by a sudden, cruel fit of coughing. Emma went to her, snatched up the cup of watered wine from a table beside the bed, and held it for her sister to drink. The snow has stopped, she said as Mathilde sipped from the cup. I will be fine. And unlike Mathilde, Emma thought to herself, she rarely took sick. Poor Mathilde. It was her misfortune to be the only small, dark-haired, sickly child in her mother's brood of blonde, vigorous giants, eight brothers and sisters, all told. When her sister had drunk her fill, Emma snatched up a shawl from the foot of the bed and threw it over her thick, bright hair. You are going to check on your wretched horse, I suppose. Mathilde's voice was little more than a throaty growl. I do not see why. God knows all of those creatures are tended with as much care as if they were children. It is mean of you to leave me here all alone. Emma who loved the outdoors, who loved horses, dogs, and hunting, and who was happiest when she was riding along the Norman shore beneath high chalk cliffs, 
knew better than to try to explain her errand to Mathilde, who detested all of those things. Emma was sorry that Mathilde was ill and bored, but she would go mad if she could not breathe some fresh air and be alone for just a little while. The two of them had been pent up together within doors for three full days. She lifted a heavy fur-lined black cloak from its peg on the wall and threw it over her shoulders.